Welcome to the Fit Fellows Podcast. With over 40 years of combined personal training experience, they are ready to share their knowledge with you to help you grow your business, keep your client communication sharp, and be confident and fulfilled in your career as a personal trainer. Pay attention, because the Fit Fellows be spitting knowledge. Here are your hosts for the show, Russell, Michael, and Michael. All right, welcome to the first show, the Fit Fellows Podcast. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> welcome, everyone. Yeah. Hey. Man, it's been a, a, a while since this was just a thought, huh? And here we are. Right. Like, Dream come true. <laughs> four months, five months, maybe? Yeah, uh, a lot of months. Yeah, a lot of months. Yeah. So today we're going to talk about, is it worth it to be a personal trainer? And I guess that question has uh, a lot of different meaning, right? Yeah. Worth it has a lot of different meaning for people, but can you make a career out of it? Can you start a family? All those kinds of questions, right? Right. So, but before we get into that, let's get into Michael's segment. Gym embarrassing moments. Gym embarrassing <laughs> moments. All right. Is this all about you? Uh, it doesn't have to be just about me. Me, it could be about clients that we <laughs> won't have to name, but uh, you know, it could also be about you guys. <laughs> <laughs> a few of those. Right. right. Shut up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Okay. We're ready. So, um, I was at a 24 hour fitness. I might've been 23, 24 years old. And for those out there who have been at that age and you just want to look good and impress all the girls in the gym and everybody look at you for everything that you can do. So I go in there, young strapping man, and I feel that, you know what? My abs are strong. I'm going to go ahead and and do some crunches on this little ab board. (laughs) So it's a sit-up bench that's a half bench, and usually it's bolted into the ground. (laughs) So this one in particularly was not uh, bolted into the ground, and so I decided to have a 45-pound plate (laughs) and put that over my head as I do the crunches and sit-ups. And to my surprise, the bench wasn't bolted and I flipped over and the bench landed all on top of me (laughs) in front of the gym, in front of everybody while they're watching. And it was the most embarrassing moment you could probably think of, especially because it was prime time. Everybody knows about prime time, right? Yeah. And uh, so let's let's just say I never went back to that gym again. (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty brutal for a 24-year-old to walk into a gym and, and uh, have that kind of an accident. Right, right, exactly. <laughs> In everybody. Right. Whoops. Prime time, you, too. You, you didn't make eye contact with anybody, huh? When you left. <laughs> no, I Man. No, I didn't. <laughs> you left everything there. Did. You didn't clear out the locker. <laughs> I did. I literally left oh, the plate there. Man. I left the bench, flipped over, and I straight walked out. Oh, man. Done. Done. Okay. Well, back to our topic. So guys, is it, is it worth it to get into this as a career? Can you make it? Can you achieve the the things that you have uh, in mind, you know, house, car, family? That's a deep question, Russ. Very deep. That's a deep question. Uh, I'll go first. And the short of it is I would say yes. Right. Absolutely. There's that, that fear was, in me before I started, because those are the things I want and those are the things that are important to me. But, um, I, I think absolutely you, you can, but there's an asterisk, right? 
you, you've got to be, I think, chasing other things simultaneously, right? Like, I don't, I don't think that there's anyone here who's made a career out of it, who's not doing something else. Uh, maybe there is, I don't know. But um, anyway, what do you guys think? I, I think that you definitely, it is definitely worth it. And for me, you know, I don't measure it just based on the financial gain or being able to buy a house, which you can, um, but it's more about the, the impact that you make on people. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> just for our audience, Perfect those are all, life. yeah, those right. are all. Mike, <laughs> 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 recorded sound by so no, right. no, the Mr. Mitch MJ over here. Right. So, you know, when you're living your purpose, helping people out every day, uh, helping them get healthier. I mean, that's worth it in itself. You know, we can talk about that and go into the financial aspect of it. But the fact that you're able to help people every day, you wake up, you get to go to work happy. Um, it's definitely worth it. I for sure believe that. Yeah, it's a tough question to answer. Uh, I feel like there's so many different ways to approach that. Uh, is it worth it? Uh, from a standpoint of time, for me, uh, yes, because I don't work a nine to five. I don't sit at a desk and clock in and clock out. Um, you know, I come and go as I please. I get to be my own boss and set my time. And when I need to take off, I can just take off. And um, so from a standpoint of time, it's worth it because I didn't want to sit at a job and do a nine to five thing. Um, that makes it tough though, because you do have no routine. You're sporadic in your times cause you're only working when you're training somebody or if you're not training, then you're programming right. or you got to find something else to do to make money because you work off of commission basically. Right. So the time frame is a big one. It's a big question mark. Are you comfortable with routines and having be set schedule? Like it may be tough as a trainer. If you're all right with, uh, you know, jumbled up schedules and mix and match and, and you're good with some more freedom and you can take control of your time, then yeah, sure. But, uh, you gotta be really good with time management eventually at this job or else it'll eat you up. For sure. So for the listener who's maybe thinking about making this a career, what, what do you mean by like the awkward schedule? Okay. So for example, um, like take my Monday, my Monday, I start at seven and I work until nine o'clock and then I have half hour gap. And then I start training at 10.30 and I have a half hour gap and then I start training at 12. And then I got a two hour gap and I start training at two. And then I train at 3.30 and then at 4.30. So it's like all over the map. And that's just Monday. <laughs> right. And we go to Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. None of them are the same. They're all different. There's weird gaps and spaces. And so your time looks a lot different. Right. And basically, you know, we train when people don't work. So, you know, people go to work usually uh, nine to five. So... We're training six, seven thirty in the morning till nine, ten o'clock. Then you go on break, uh, come back four or five o'clock when people are off work, and you work until you know you're tired or you're done. So that definitely is rough. Uh, but if your lifestyle is conducive to it, or you've kind of worked your lifestyle into that, then I don't think it's a problem. Yeah, I think that's part of the situation that Rush is talking about, where when you do this job, there's other things you also are pursuing. So when I first came out here uh, to be a personal trainer, I also wanted to pursue acting. And so the time was perfect. I could work in the morning and I could do acting classes and I could go out for auditions and I could go back and work in the evening, um, you know, but there's times when I would be at work and didn't have anything else to do. And so I go to my car and take a nap. Right. You know, that's a famous trainer thing is to see in the parking lot of the gym. Oh yeah. The trainer is in his car taking a nap, right. you know, because they got a break and you've been here early. And so it's, it's weird. It's a weird schedule. 
So what about weekends, weekends and holidays? What's that like as a trainer? Well, weekends, uh, I typically personally try to travel or if I'm not traveling, I'll work a weekend because again, I'm enjoying what I do. So I want to maximize my days, my time. And that's also when people don't work. So, you know, it's a good opportunity to get people in that weren't able to make it in during the week and uh, help them out, you know, in that, in that way. Yeah. Weekends and holidays uh, look different as a trainer as well, because for example, like I work Saturday mornings, um, you know, kind of like Mike said, people aren't working most of the time. If they're working nine to five, Monday through Friday, Saturday morning is a great time to, to train a bunch of clients in the gym. And so Saturday morning I work, and I've been working Saturday morning since I started being a trainer. Um, and I always have Saturday morning clients. I reserve myself for, I won't train after 12 because I don't want to work six days a week and I have family or I have friends, things I want to do. Um, I won't train on Sunday. I need a break. I need, you know, I need a day, take a rest. The holidays, the holiday things is a fun topic for me because my clients always ask me, so are you taking this holiday off? Yeah, exactly. I'm, like, uh, <laughs> I'm self-employed. My holidays are when I want them. Right. <laughs> so is it, is it uh, Memorial day or is it, uh, you know, veterans day or what is it? Uh, you know, labor day or something like that. Like I'm working, it's labor day. So I'm laboring, you know, right. but this, uh, in two weeks when it's a Friday and it's not a typical holiday, but I'm gonna take off and go to some with my family, then that's my holiday. Right. And so my holidays are, are what I get to choose because it's my time frame. Right. And oddly, a lot of clients like to train on holidays, right? Yep. So that question is usually because they want to train. Yep. Like Thanksgiving morning. Right. I usually got four or five clients before, you know, before everybody goes home for Thanksgiving dinner. Right. Right. So what would you guys say is the worst thing about training? Hmm. The worst thing about training, honestly, is probably the schedule. I think, I think just having it be so, well, if this client's uh, son or daughter got sick and now they can't make it in and, you know, you're not, you don't have that hour or if you charge them and now they're salty about it. <laughs> so really the scheduling is probably the worst if I could say something, but overall, I mean, that's once you uh, kind of conform to how things are, it's not really a big deal, but I would say the schedule for sure. Right. And you're, you're, if you have a significant other or wife, like they've, they've got to adjust and sort of understand yeah. your schedule changes not just by the week, by the day and yeah. by the hour, right? Uh, People yep. are moving around, changing. So it's not like you can say, okay, I'm, you know. Right. Uh, and if they don't understand that, that's that's tough too, right? Right. right. I thought you said you're going to work at this time or I thought you're going to have this time off. And sometimes you need to take on a client at a time. So yeah, just schedule in the moment. Right. So what, what would be the the worst thing for you? Yeah, I think uh, the worst thing is the schedule. I mean, there's a number of things that make the job tough. I think that's kind of why we started here as well, that, uh, that we all realize having done this for all, all of us over a decade, that the schedule is tough. You know, it's probably the toughest part about the job. Uh, you don't get paid if you're not working and your schedule is sporadic. And so if you're, you know, being relied upon by other people, like there's a balance there that like, I don't just get to say, okay, I'm done with work at five. I drop my pen and now I go home or I go to my next activity. Like sometimes I can do that. Sometimes I can't. So you got to weigh your priorities a lot when you're dealing with the time frame of the schedule. So that's probably, that's probably definitely one of the toughest things. Um, but it also allows you to kind of like to bounce off that, to look at the other side. Like if you have, like if I have a kid's event, I can say, all right, I'm not going to train this block. And I have a client at this block. Like I'm going to see my kid's game at three 30 this afternoon. Right. I usually train a client at four. I'm going to have to tell that client, you know what? My kid's playing a game. I'm sorry. We can reschedule. And so it makes it kind of like a give and take pro and con. And, and I feel like that is, is huge because if you think about any profession, whatever it is, 
there's a schedule for it, whether you're a doctor and you're working 12 hour shifts or you're a nurse and you're working 12 hour shifts, there's always going to be something you have to work through. And I think that whoever's in your life, you know, they're there because they understand that and they adapt to it and you guys can adapt to it. And once you get past that, it just becomes normal. You know, a, a, a nine to five is not normal to me. Nine to five is, like, oh, that's doing too much. So, you know, four hours here, four hours there is is much better. And like Michael said, it's, it's so much more having so much better having the freedom to be able to say, I want to go to my son or daughter's game, or I want to go help out a friend, or I want to go do these things without, you know, my boss or supervisor, mm-hmm. you know, saying, Oh, you're going to have to use your, your pay time off or something. Yeah. Um, and I, I can't deal with that. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I'll, we have unlimited days off, unlimited sick days, but we also must work. We must, you know, right. get the hours in. Right. Right. I want to jump in real quick. Along with the schedule being the toughest part, I think there's going to be a wrinkle in there where like working with people tends to be the toughest what? part too. Right. Like it's a great thing, but sometimes it's really hard because unlike say, for example, like my dad was a computer programmer. So most of his job is staring at a computer screen and working with the software and programs and data and all that thing. But my hour to hour is working with a person. Right. And so there's a whole dynamic to that, like working with people and they're all different every hour that like makes the job interesting and tough. Like if you're going to maintain a business, like you got to figure out how to work with all kinds of different people and get along with them and train them and teach them, show them value. There's a whole, like there's a whole background to working with people every hour, different people that makes the job pretty tough. Right. And I would say that's, that's part of what our skills or our skills lie. And that's for the listener. That's what we intend to share with you is, is what we've learned, you know, over the years, what works, what doesn't, how, how do you navigate, you know, all these different personalities that you're going to encounter and stay true to yourself and be able to grow and have fun and succeed in this business. So that's, that's part of what we have to share. I, I think the worst part of this is, when you lose clients, not just for the financial aspect, but you start to reflect on yourself. What did I do wrong? Could I have done something better? Is it something about myself that they don't like? That is tough. And and if you start to lose two, three, four, you really, I, I, I really go into a panic mode before, mm-hmm. right? Like, right. can I recover from this? Do I need to look for a new career? And, uh, I think that's really going to, I mean, I think every trainer is going to experience the loss of some clients, but when you, when you have a group and, you know, I've experienced that, I don't know if you guys have, but you really start to think, I start to think look looking inward, right? Like what, what's wrong with me? You know, why, why did they leave? But anyway, that's a good point. And I think that for me that happened early on, but once there was a confidence built based on what I can bring to the table, I stopped worrying about it because I knew that you know, what I'm providing is still quality and you're not going to win everybody over. You're not going to be successful with each person, but you have to look at the whole spectrum of it. And if you've been successful, which we've been in this business for over a decade each, um, I start to, okay, well, you know, just that fit, that size didn't fit or, you know, that uh, cookie cut didn't work. And essentially you just kind of move on past that and just don't let it beat you up because it's still a numbers game. You know, you lose that one, two or three, but you still got 12 focus on that 12 and try to get a couple more and kind of build from there. Right. And again, to the listener, the, the origin of this show was really one day I, 
I asked these guys, I was like, Hey, what do you do for advertising? <laughs> Guess what they said? Nothing. nothing. They all said nothing. <laughs> and that was the, that was the light bulb moment. I was like, wow, we don't spend a single dollar on advertising. And I would say that we're, we're successful in what we do. Right. And that was the moment when I was like, we have, we have something really to share uh, to the people who are thinking about coming into this business or just getting started. Or even if you've been in here for a while, um, you know, we, we help sharpen each other. So, all right. On the flip side, what is the best thing about being a personal trainer? What do you guys love? Man, the best thing is I get to come in here and mess with you every day. <laughs> <laughs> These two are always fighting in the gym. Oh, man. Sure. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. And we got some video to prove the fights that go on in here. We'll, yeah. right. we'll show them someday. Right. <laughs> you don't mess with me. Man, of course I do. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So um, for me, the best thing, honestly, there's just so many great things about it. Uh, being able to help people, um, the energy you receive from people, being able to work with such a good group of people. I've been blessed and fortunate to each facility I've worked at, which has only been pretty much two. There've been great trainers and great people that I've had around me that has helped me kind of blossom into where I am today. So for sure, I would say the people uh, is definitely what I love most about it. Yeah. I, I worked in corporate America after, after college and it took me about six months and I was like, man, this is not for me. I cannot go to the same <laughs> yeah. place every day for however many years. Right. So I need right. to do something away. else. Yeah. And then, uh, I did something else. Um, I was in mortgage for a while and I was just chasing money. You know, I was like, at the end of the day, maybe I helped someone and I put some money in my bank account, but it was, it was empty, you know? And I was like, okay, those two things really matter to me. Uh, where can I find that? And I feel, I feel happy every day. I don't feel like, Oh my gosh, I got to get out of bed. You know? <laughs> right. Well, before when I had to take every client, some clients made me feel like that, right. but well, that's, right, that's right, for right. another show. But, <laughs> right, right, right. but now, you know, every, every client is, is exciting. I enjoy it. They bring something either, either I help lift them up or they, they lift me up. It's, it's a, uh, it's really interesting. So that I would say that's, the best part of, of the career for me is the interaction with the, the clients. Right. What about you, Michael? Yeah. The best part for me, I think is uh, just working with people. Uh, and also having like not stuck to deadlines or, uh, you know, have to be here, have to be there to somebody else's, you know, schedule or requirements or whatever. Right. Yeah. I really enjoy working with the people, um, not staring at a computer screen or, not being tied to a chair. Yeah. I mean, you know, as a trainer, you work on your feet, you're wandering around all day long, right. which comes with its own set of difficulties. Um, but yeah, the best thing about it is, is just the people and spending my life like engaging in conversation and hearing people's stories. I love to listen to people's stories as I'm training them uh, for multiple reasons. The stories are fun. Right. And also from the trainer side of it, when they're telling you stories, they don't know how hard they're working. So. <laughs> right. <laughs> get to confuse them while they're in the workout. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh yeah. That, that's another point too, is I feel like I, I get to sponge off of the knowledge and experience of the people that I, yep. I work with. Right. 100%. So you learn about accounting and, yep. mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. being an attorney and yep. uh, all kinds of stuff. Right? right. They've got a lot of knowledge and, and they love to share with you. And, and we're talking about clients who spend two, three hours a week for years. Right. 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 Yep. Yeah. So, 
your clients, if you choose to make this a career, they're more likely going to be more so not a revolving door, right? Your right. core base is going to be there. Yeah. They're going to uh, go through life with you. Right. Yeah. And I, I never imagined that too. Yeah. Either. Decades, right? They've been. Yeah. Yeah. How long has your oldest client been with you? Yeah. My oldest client's been with me for my entire time as a trainer. 12 years. <laughs> 13 yeah. years. Going on yeah. 13 years. Yeah. Mine's 13 years. And I have, I have a number of clients that are 10 years and then most of them probably about seven to eight. And they're likely not to leave, right? Because it's part of their life. Yeah, exactly. I mean, when you think about it, they're working it into their their budget based just like you would have a housekeeper or you'd have a barber or you'd have your accountant or you'd have your real estate agent, you know? Mm -hmm. So each one of these people carry a purpose in your life. And that's the same with us, you know, which should be the most important because we're getting people healthy, maintaining your health, helping them live longer so they can do more, be better. And, uh, so it, it works. Right. And I didn't get to say what the worst part of the, of the job is, but you already know. <laughs> <laughs> Little busters. <laughs> already know. <laughs> Just kidding. No, no, Mike, Mike is a lot of fun. So, <laughs> okay. So, uh, we use all kinds of different things in the gym, right? Uh, but we don't really need to, we can, do full body weight training. I'm sure you guys have been doing some zoom training during the quarantine. Unfortunately. Right. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So you got to improvise, but yeah. uh, we got a little segment of the show. Uh, we'd like to review gadgets in the gym because the gadgets. gym is full of gadgets, gadgets. unlimited <laughs> number of gadgets. Gadgets. And sometimes you're looking at them and you're like, what is that? <laughs> <laughs> Who got that? Where'd they get it from? Right. And why are they using it? And right. somebody's yeah. making a million dollars off of this 100%. stupid thing. <laughs> Hundred percent. All right. So our first gadget is this right here. Fat, fat grips. grips. <laughs> Just love the again? name. Fat yeah. grips. What is it again? With the with a Z. Uh, G-R-I-P-Z. <laughs> so <laughs> have you guys used this? Yes. Yep. I, I use it. I what know do you I've think? seen you putting some work in on okay. that puppy. <laughs> so this is what? It's like you 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 can make any grip or bar or dumbbell larger the grip right so essentially you you have to hold on and it's wider and the theory behind it is it makes your grip stronger when you go back to a normal size right is that sort of how the the selling right i like it it comes in a pair um i i, I like it a lot I, I like it for for grip strength and whatnot what about you guys nope <laughs> <laughs> i was waiting for that yeah definitely um little buster right <laughs> that's Very what little. i think for, for me, um, my hands are large and it just really didn't benefit me. I didn't, I didn't mm, feel like interesting. it helped. Honestly, I felt like it hindered me more when I used it. And, uh, so I'm not a huge fan. I was just going to say it's a, it's a both. And so yes, it can be effective. Um, you know, for a guy like me who I uh, like rock climbing, that sorts of activities, you know, it's nice to try and figure out ways to, to increase my grip strength. Um, and I find that this is helpful because, like as Russell's saying, you can't grip the bar as tight. And so your muscles are being strained. But I have also noticed that when you use something like this, when you can't grip the bar with your normal grip, you're straining the attachments of your muscles onto your bones where mm -hmm. they attach. And so there's a likelihood that you're going to start to strain, like especially at the elbow, mm -hmm. cause golf, golfer's elbow or uh, tennis elbow, because you don't have the close of your fingers into your palm. Mm -hmm. And so now it provides a lot of tension 
on the muscle attachments to the bone. And so you got to be careful with those, uh, who you use them with and how often you use them right. and with what lifts you use them. So yeah, they're cool, I think, but uh, you got to be wise about it. Right. I think you were doing something weird with this. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> not, not that day. Don't even try it. <laughs> not that day. <laughs> the thing is too, I guess you got to use this for a specific reason, right? So if you want to go and do bicep curls and you want to increase your bicep size, Right. you don't really want to use the fat grips right. because it's going to limit the weight you can use. But if you want to do some bicep curls, get a little bicep work in, not tax your bicep, but then gain some, your intention is some grip strength, then use this. So be specific and know what you're using it for. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And that's why I don't do it. I mean, these guns is already, you know what I mean? <laughs> what I need it for. We'll put on a tank top on him one day and we'll show it off. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So uh, thanks for tuning in to our first show and uh, check us out next week. We're going to talk about what it's like to work in a big box gym. Yeah. Thanks everybody for listening. And if you got questions or comments, please uh, hit us up and let us know. We got lots of show ideas, but uh, fill us up with some too. Feedback is always good. All right. Thanks for checking out the Fit Fellows podcast. You best be tuned in next week when they drop that knowledge for your We welcome your input and feedback. And you can find out more about the show at www.thefitfellows.com. Thanks again for listening or watching. We out. Peace. <laughs>